This is The Ron Show on America One Radio. Last October, I reached out to a friend of mine who we are calling Brock, who is a female-to-male trans man. Wanted to talk to somebody who walks a walk as a person who is trans in these United States to get an idea of the burden that comes with their decision to live their true selves. This interview aired October 26, 2022. Uh, I'm taking a few days off to play some softball in a tournament in Las Vegas with some friends of mine. So hopefully you haven't heard this before and you get to enjoy it now. At age 31, here you are now into your second decade in this life as your true self. And yet you're still seeing the headlines. You are, uh, you know, these, these bills being drafted to... Ban, ban men from women's sports like it's happening anyway. Um, or what was it this week? There was a story about, I'm sure you saw this too, the story about the, uh, the, the, the volleyball player who got spiked with a volleyball hard, allegedly, by a male player on the, on the opposite team. And yet, I don't know about you, Brock, I can't remember going to a PE class where a kickball match or a volleyball match was split by gender. Can you? Yeah, it was required to be split. Split by gender. No, yeah, that never once exactly. happened in elementary school. Exactly. It never happened. It never happened in middle school. Yeah. It's I quit playing sports in middle school, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> mm. Well, so let's end this on a, on a positive note. Um, you are, again, you are, uh, you, you are, you are Brock. You, as far as I have known all the time, I've known you in 10 plus years. You're just this guy I knew through, through my ex-husband. You, you, you have been married. You are, you know, of course, as I did, went through a divorce. <laughs> and now you have a girlfriend, something I will never have again. Uh, but <laughs> through, my, through my own choice. But give me where you have hope. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the, let's, let's talk the bright side. Where, what's what's yeah. hopeful for you in the future here? Yeah, I mean, what's hopeful for me is my personal life. And that's, that's really the line that I feel like we've sort of been drawn here is there's a big difference in your circle versus uh, I guess really the way that the world or you know the United States is willing to treat you. Uh, the world is a lot brighter for me in my, my innermost circle. Mm-hmm. I'm loved, I'm supported. I have a great group of friends. So in that regard, I'm, I'm doing well, but it it's <laughs> there's <laughs> there's not a lot of hope uh, as far as trans rights it yeah. feels at this moment yeah. but um, you know, and and do you feel Outside like of that. do you even feel like you're in a position where you can advocate for yourself without without fear of reprisal or people going wait you are you know what I mean right you know no I mean oh. it's it's just not something that it it carries uh, too great a risk at this stage just terrible I mean that yeah that's oppressive I can't. Uh. Man, oh man, oh man. And, you know, we were talking uh, yesterday a little bit about this, and I don't want to spill too much of your tea, but, like, you're always having to come out. Like, for me, it's like, people who know me or get to know me by now, it's like, they know I'm gay. Um, Yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah, it has to be, because you're constantly coming out to people, right? Yeah, and when I'm I'm required to, when I'm pressed into a corner, corner, you know, I've actually been cornered by coworkers uh, and management about where I use the restroom. And thankfully, this is not in my current job, but uh, at a prior job where I was, I guess, sort of uh, sort of out, so to speak, mm-hmm. early in my transition. Okay. 
um, several coworkers uh, were sort of chatting about, you know, my, my status or whether I was trans or not. This is not something that I discuss uh, at work for obvious reasons, right? Because it's totally not work related. But um, uh, this this guy was, you know, saying, oh, I've never seen him use a urinal. <laughs> you know, he, he's always going in a stall. And I mean, it was just unbelievable that adults were sort of clocking where I where I go to the bathroom. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just in disbelief. And that was until management sort of corners me and calls me in the office and asks, hey, have you been going to the men's restroom? And I say, uh, yeah. <laughs> and they say, uh, well, uh, uh, you can't do that. And I says, excuse me. And, you know, they say, well, uh, have you had and then they begin to, you know, sort of stumble through medical and legal terms that they really don't know about and, you know, want me to defend my gender. And I just finally told him, look, you know, I don't know what you want me to do, pull my pants down or I don't know why we're talking about what I have going on, you know, downstairs. But I'm just going to continue to go to the bathroom like I've been doing. And if there's anybody that's distracted by that. Maybe they shouldn't use a public restroom. Right. You know, I used to get gobsmacked when somebody asked me, hey, didn't you wear those jeans yesterday? Well, wait, why are you paying attention to what I'm wearing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I also do laundry, so it is possible. But I can't imagine that they pay attention to my bathroom etiquette. That's insane. It's extremely insane. So I'm going to ask you another personal question, then I'm going to let you go, uh, because uh, we talk about coming out. Like there was a scenario in your life where, again, you're, you're now divorced. You were married, and yet, if I remember correctly, your in-laws did not know that you were trans, right? Yeah, yeah. That was not something that we felt safe uh, disclosing to them, uh, leading into the relationship, mm -hmm. progressing. And then once... It had progressed. It was certainly out of the question. And um, something surfaced uh, for some reason at some point after the relationship deteriorated. Uh, we've been separated now for, uh, well, pushing pushing towards a year. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently something that I had written that sort of uh, acknowledged that I was trans while I was in college um, surfaced to someone. And some unnamed someone uh, discussed that with my in-laws. And uh, apparently she has been um, totally banned from coming to her parents' home. And, and she's got a kid as well. Wait, your ex-wife? Yeah, has banned, been told is, she's not, not welcome in her, her parents' home. Despite the fact that you two aren't even together anymore. <laughs> Correct. Wow, that's insane. That's insane. Yeah, Man. it's deep for these people. But which only goes to show why would we have told them? Right, exactly. Yeah, your instincts were right. And I'm sure these folks attend church frequently or, you know, espouse themselves to be Christian. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Mm. All right. Brock, I appreciate you giving me the time to uh, to talk about this. I wanted to get your perspective, your point of view. Uh, this has been something that's come up a few times on the show. And you always come to mind, and I'm always, you know, getting spitting angry when, when I'll see somebody on social media, some right-winger, you know, saying something completely idiotic or anti-trans, and it's like, you have no idea. You have no idea. Yeah, we, we, we just want to use the bathroom in peace. Just please don't come. <laughs> well, you please don't come in the stall with us. I mean, you want more than that, but I get it. <laughs> Let's start somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I got you. All right, Brock. Thanks for 
of the time, man. I appreciate the conversation. Okay, thanks. Thanks for checking out the best of the Ron Show. Back tomorrow, 5 to 6 p.m. on America One Radio.